Friday the 13th, everybody. Or unhappy Friday the 13th. Exactly. Now, this is episode 12, which Fuckers. really, really is upsetting to me <laughs> that we're doing our 12th episode on Friday the 13th and not our 13th episode. How, how bad is your OCD kicking on this one? It's so fucking bad. <laughs> it's awful. It's so bad. I am. I was waiting for the like drop of him being like, hey guys, we're going to record another episode after this one, but it's going to go out and post like right now. And then we'll post the other one Friday. There we like, go. Two yeah. of the week. <laughs> you, you guys are getting two this week. Yeah, just so we can make it 13 on just the 13th. To, yeah, just yeah. to make that 13th episode on the Friday 13th. It's not a bad idea. Oh, I'm can, not recording another episode with you. That's fine. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> so we should have planned this prior to. Right yeah, now. we. I think we did. There was so much planning that was involved, and you guys didn't like. Shut up, Christian. Listen, we, we I depend on both Sam of you didn't to plan this, one, this stuff out because. That is y'all's forte. We, we, you know, we were like, let's do something special for Friday the 13th. And that's what we focused on. I know. And we shit the bed. We shit the bed hard. Kind of like my charger did today. What do you guys think of when you think of Friday the 13th? When I think of Sam just bringing up her charger, I'm going to go ahead and say bad luck. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Misfortune. (laughs) Poor timing, <laughs> just like the episode. <laughs> I'm gonna say Jason Voorhees. That is a that's a real good one. I normally think of my birthday because I was born on a Friday the 13th. Mm. But yes, Sam, today we're gonna be talking about some dead fucking campers. Love that. Did you really come up here and put yeah, that other? I did. I snuck up here. <laughs> Actually scared the, the shit out of me. I wasn't prepared. <laughs> I like came out of my seat a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I watched Sam literally jump out of her skin. It's fucking great. I even watched you hit the button. Hit the button. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> I didn't know what the button. I had no idea. That's good. I like that button. Yes. Well, before we get into it, did you just anticipate me saying Jason Voorhees? <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to just use it sparingly throughout the episode. Please don't, because you're going to scare me. <laughs> I'm going to. It's, it's fucking happening. Sorry, Jeff. It's going to be so annoying. Sam's going to spill her white claw everywhere. <laughs> That's alcohol abuse. That is true. Awesome. Welcome, guys, to Creeps in the Crypt. As always. Welcome. I'm here with Christian. Your wife. My wife to cancel out any confusion that has been had. Apparently, some people thought me and Sam were married, um, and Christian's just the annoying one. I'm obnoxious. We know I'm that. obnoxious. And Sam. And as always, the I'm token Eric. Gender. Yes. And as always, I'm Eric. So let's get into this. Yeah. Lake Bodum. Let's let's hear the story, Sam. In the early evening of June 5th, 1960, two couples set out for Lake Bodum for their sweetheart retreat. 18-year-old Seppo Antero Boisman, 15-year-old Anya Tulikimaki, 18-year-old Niels Willem Gustafsson, and 15-year-old Mel Ermeli Bjorklund. Damn, I Sam. that. Damn. 
Jeff's not even going to have to use text-to-speech on you. I know. Let's see if you can keep it up. Now you feel like you jinxed me. Anyway. Would you say it's a symptom of Friday the 13th? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I would, actually. (laughs) How much voice-to-text can we make Jeff do? (laughs) So they intended to, quote, rough it in one tent... On the banks of Lake Bodum. Are they talking about the tent or are they talking about actually like what's going on in the tent? It's fucking intense. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You should be ashamed. <laughs> but I got my awful thing. I didn't say anything awful. You just made me say it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> They'd chosen a well-known campsite on the shores of the lake. When they got there, everything went smoothly. They had fun relaxing in nature. Around 10.30 that night, the couples went to bed. What happened that night is still a mystery and might always be. The Lake Boda murders are Finland's most notorious unsolved murder. And in pop culture, it uh, has spawned a movie. And a metal band named Children of Bodom. So, little little fun tidbit for y'all. Metal band. Yeah, yeah, check them out. They're great. <laughs> Around 6 a.m. on June 6th, a group of boys who were bird watching noticed the collapsed tent on the shore. They also claimed to have seen a blonde man walking away from the site. But it wouldn't be until 11 a.m. that the bodies would be discovered. A carpenter named Risto Siren was the one who who officially found the scene. He immediately called the police, who arrived an hour later. By this point, the three teens had been dead for more than six hours. That's fucking crazy that it took the cop. I mean, I guess the cops had to hike out there, but it took authorities an hour to get there. Mm-hmm. Well, meanwhile, this dude's just kind of like tramping around the... Tr- the fucking crime scene. Chilling with three yeah. dead bodies. It's fine. It's Finland. What do you expect? They're in no <laughs> hurry to do anything. She's doing poking them with a stick. like Making sure they're all dead. Someone had attacked the couples through the fabric of their tent, leaving three dead and one holding on by a thread. They all had multiple stab wounds and bruises. Niels, however, was still alive. He was found lying on top of the tent with his girlfriend, Mela, and while Seppo and Anya were found dead inside. Niels had a concussion, a fractured jaw, and several broken facial bones. Mail was naked from the waist down, the tent was torn to shreds, and there were a lot of personal items, including money, that were missing. Police determined that the attack happened between 4 and 6 a.m., Likely with both a knife and a blunt object. So you said that um, the a lot of their personal objects and money was missing. Mm-hmm. Could have this could this have been a robbery? Initially, they thought so, but um, they ended up taking the keys to the guys' motorcycles, but the motorcycles were still there. So, so the killer stole the keys and then just left the the motorcycle, the getaway vehicle there. Yeah. Neat. They couldn't determine which object ultimately killed the three teenagers, 
they never even found a murder weapon. Nils's shoes were missing from the campsite, but they were later found about half a mile from the tent along with pieces of his clothing. So I did read one thing about this where they could never determine a murder weapon, Mm-mm. but they did figure the cause of death was blunt force trauma mm-hmm. to yeah. everybody. So, so it wasn't the knife wounds. It was no getting the, the snot beat out of them. Yeah. That um, killed them. Some people believe it was a rock that the person had and just bludgeoned him with a rock. Just like and then river the, rock, like a big yeah, one. Yeah, like a big and river then just rock. throw and, it back in the lake. Yeah. Yeah, because then. Hiding in plain sight. Yeah. You'll never find it. Nope. But then they just stabbed the shit out of him afterwards. That's correct. Some of their clothing was found covered in blood about 500 meters away from the campsite. Even stranger, the murderer took the keys to Seppo's motorcycle but never stole the bike. Police called in the military to help search the area for missing items, but very little was found. Officials were very careless with the securement of the scene. They failed to cordon off the area and ended up being trampled by the media and residents, disturbing the crime scene and potentially destroying evidence. They also failed to take official recordings of their findings. So, who's doing the investigation? The LAPD? <laughs> How did you know? Yeah. Uh, did they fly them out there for this? Absolutely. You know what? They must have. I mean, that, I missed that in my research, but that's the only conclusion I can come to. Like, this is just a whole string of fuck-ups. Awful. And the article I read before we did this uh, downstairs, they actually asked the local residents to come out and help. So they're just... So look through the evidence? They're just tramping through a crime scene, touching shit, just like, ah, I think I found something. Are they taking pictures, like memorial pictures, like with a dead body, just like laying to the side? It's it's not Jake Paul. (laughs) Or uh, Logan Paul. Logan Paul went out to the suicide forest a few years ago and uh, took a took a picture with one of the people who committed suicide. Yeah, this is a little bit different. This is a murder, Eric. Why, why get out of here with that bullshit? Oh, as if I couldn't stand them anymore. Yeah, they're they're real pieces of shit. I hope he gets the snot beat out of him at this fight soon. That would be great. I would love that. Autopsy revealed that Mela sustained the most stab wounds and was hacked at post-mortem. Police looked at a lot of suspects for the murders, including the only surviving victim, Niels. His limited account of the night is because of his claim at being attacked first. He said that he became disoriented and believed that the killer thought he was dead and moved on to the rest of the group. He said that the murderer was dressed in black and had bright red eyes. Ooh. I didn't jump that time. There you go. She was prepared. <laughs> I, I was mean, prepared. That's some fucking scary shit, man. Mm-hmm. Like, you just have a fucking woods demon coming out and killing everybody. Yeah. And you're alive while your friends well, and girlfriend are murdered. Definitely unconscious. Oh. For sure. He had his fucking jaw broken. Like, I mean, he... That's night-night. Yeah. 
when you, you have your subconsciously heard anything, we'll find out. Ooh, ooh, interesting. Multiple people have confessed to being the Lake Boda murderer, but all have been proven to be elsewhere on the night that it happened. The first suspect was Penty Soinen, a violent criminal. He confessed to a fellow inmate in the mid-60s. He lived near the murder site, but he would have been 14 years old at the time. It's unlikely that a 14-year-old could have overpowered two 18-year-old guys and left no trace of evidence. Penty hung himself on June 6, 1969, the ninth anniversary of the murders. What the fuck? So, he hung himself... On the ninth anniversary, so mm-hmm. he's definitely making a statement. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I'm gonna have to rule this dude out as a suspect. Being 14, yeah, nah. you're not. I mean, no, and leaving zero evidence behind. There's no way. No, that's that doesn't make any sense. The second and most viable suspect was Carl Valdemar Gilstrom. He was known in the community as kiosk man because he owned and operated a nearby stall. So is he like one of the shitty people that tries to sell you hair straighteners in the middle of the mall? <laughs> I guess so. Is he one of the shitty people that tells you not to go camping in the woods because that's usually... Oh no, he doesn't do- no. Oh no. His kiosk was frequented by campers. He confessed to the murders to his neighbor while he was drunk, but later denied doing so. Oh, well, then, you know. Whatever. But Carl harbored an intense hatred for children and campers. Witnesses claim to have seen Carl cut down tents and throw rocks at hikers. Some even said that they saw him leave the murder scene, but claimed to have been too afraid of him to alert the police. This guy just sounds like a real fucking asshole. Yeah, it gets better. A few days after the murder... Carl was seen pouring concrete into a well in his back garden. Some believe that he may have been disposing of the murder weapons and or the victim's belongings, but the police never followed up on these reports. Carl's wife provided his alibi for the night of the murders. She said that Carl was in bed all night, but later on her statement was retracted because she said Carl threatened to kill her if she implicated him for the murders. Other locals said that they saw Carl coming home in the early morning hours on June 6th. But due to Carl's violent nature, they were too afraid to call the police. But just like Penty, Carl also committed suicide in 1969. Holy shit. In addition, Carl told his friend Bjorki, I've messed that one up, but that he killed the teens, but Bjorki didn't believe him. When Carl asked Bjorri what he should do, he said, quote, you should drown yourself because you'll be spending the rest of your life in prison, end quote. And a few hours later, Carl went to Lake Bodum and drowned himself. So both these dudes had drowned them or killed themselves the on the ninth anniversary. Holy fuck. So right now we have three dead campers. And mm-hmm. two suicides related to this. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Police's third suspect, Hans Osman, 
a reported former KGB spy was another notable suspect in the Lake Boda murderers. This dude is fucking wild. So he he's a character. I've researched into some of his shit, like his backstory. Yeah. And he was an old SS officer for Nazi Germany and fled because he got involved with a Jewish girl. And that's when the KGB picked him up and or the Russians picked him up and he put him in the KGB. KGB. Jesus. The day that the bodies were discovered, Hans walked into the Helsinki Surgical Hospital in an extremely delirious state. His clothes were spotted with red stains. He spoke incoherently and his fingernails were black with dirt. Hans pretended to be unconscious as a way to manipulate the doctors into seeing him faster than the other patients. But when that didn't work, he became hostile towards the staff and other patients and was ultimately told to leave. Hans had blonde hair at the time of the murders. When the kids' information got out, he shaved his head completely bald. And the kids' description of the blonde man matched what Hans wore to the hospital that morning. Hans lived in the Lake Bodum area. His behavior around the time of the murders was also cause for suspicion. Many believed that Hans was involved in the murders somehow, even if it wasn't directly. This also wasn't Hans's first time being a murder suspect. His he was a suspect in the murder of Ayuli Kiliki Sari. One of the most famous cases in Finnish history, second only to the Lake Boda murders. Police have linked him to at least three other unsolved cases. I'm just going to go ahead and give him a... He's a spooky dude. He's creepy. The fact that he's like implicated in all these other murder cases and he just lived a long, happy life. Mm-hmm. That... What it tells me is that uh, the Finnish government just probably didn't want to piss off the Soviets. So they were just like, let's just (laughs) not fucking. All right, you can go. Let's not do anything with this. After the murders, Niels went on to live a relatively normal life for over 40 years. He got married, had two children, and retired from his career. But in 2004... The Finnish police reopened the Lake Bodum murder case due to the discovery of new DNA evidence. Police found blood samples from each of the victim on Niels's shoes. They figured out that the killer was wearing Niels's shoes either during or after the murders, and police arrested Niels in March of 2004. What the fuck? How do you go 40 years and then all of a sudden now you're the suspect? What's the statute of limitation on this motherfucker? <laughs> I don't think there's a statute of limitation on murder. But. That's uh, a. That's so shit. the killer wore his shoes. Yeah. And walked, uh, what was it, a half a mile? Mm hmm. And then just dumped him off? Mm hmm. And didn't leave any barefoot print tracks or. Not, uh, not that I found. And the fact that the killer had the same shoe size. Well, I don't know if they're the same shoe size, but they wore the shoes. I mean, 
All right. <laughs> that seems a little uh, coincidental to me. The theory that police produced was that Niels went into a jealous rage over something with his girlfriend, Mela. But there were no details about why Niels would throw such a jealous fit like that. But with the new evidence and a possible motive, a re-examination was authorized. They also theorized that Niels stabbed and bruised himself to appear as if he was attacked too to throw off suspicion from him. So what they're saying is that he stabbed himself, mm-hmm. broke his own jaw. Mm-hmm. And facial bones. Yeah, I just... Well, sort of, not, well, sort of not. I don't, I don't buy that. Like the, the psychological dedication it takes to take a, a river rock or something blunt and just bash yourself in the face with it until your, your face breaks. Well, the prosecution said that Niels got drunk and was exiled from the tent. And when Seppo tried to talk to him, a fight ensued that Seppo, quote, won, that resulted in Niels' broken jaw and fractured facial bones. And that's where those came into play. Ah. So Niels stabbed and bruised himself to make it match everybody else. But he lived. Hmm. And also... Mela suffered the most stab wounds. So it looks like a crime of passion. Which could suggest that she was the main focus. Yes. Probably he... Alright, so if we're going with the theory that... Um, Niels did it. Yeah. In my head. <clears throat> the the boys probably went up there with their, their girlfriends thinking they were going to get them some by the, the lake. Mm-hmm. And when Niels's girlfriend turned him down, he freaked the fuck out. Right. But she wasn't raped. No. So. Or at least there was no mention of that. But she was found with her pants off. So. Yes. Maybe he was in the act of going to do that. And then homeboy fucking beat his ass maybe and then he just uh killed him there's so much that could be speculated yeah especially when you don't have any like real information other yeah especially after like them tramping through the evidence and stuff exactly probably been a lot better of an uh, understanding of what actually did happen right had they not had media and residents of the community trampling through the come on down to your local murder scene right (laughs) grab yourself a shovel i mean and a baggie i still think uh souvenirs yeah collect your own evidence yeah collect your own evidence jesus christ it's It's like it's like mining for like fool's gold but oh look what i found i found a tooth i found a blood-soaked rock uh i'm still going with hans assman did it Osman. Spelled Assman. It is spelled Assman. It's fucking great. What an unfortunate. No, no wonder he's such a prick. <laughs> His last name is Assman. He's like, I don't even like butt sex. <laughs> I am not an Assman. I don't even want to stick it in a girl's butt. 
So Niels and Seppo duke it out. And once Niels comes back into the tent, he flies into this fit of rage and just murders everybody. And then he stabbed himself and tried to hide his shoes and stage the rest of the crime scene. So, and the fact that the boys who were bird watching that morning saw a man leaving the campsite backed up prosecution's claims. Like saying that it was Niels leaving the campsite to go hide his shoes. Hmm. But Niels' attorney challenged that theory by saying that if Niels and Seppo got into a fight and Niels had sustained those injuries during the fight, that he would have been too injured to not have only murdered his friends and girlfriend, but he would have been also been too hurt to walk over half a mile one way to dispose or hide his shoes and clothes. In October of 2005, the court acquitted Niels of all charges, forcing police back to square one. Niels was put under hypnosis and asked to retrace the events from that night in as much detail as he could. And he was able to recall a description of their attacker enough that a composite sketch was rendered. Huh. During one of the victim's funerals, a photo was snapped. In the photo was a man who resembled that of the composite sketch from Niels's hypnosis session. Some people thought the man was Hans, but others say that he didn't attend the funeral at all. For the last 61 years... So, hold what? on. Before we go any further. So, you're saying a creepy-looking dude mm -hmm. that looks like a... Because I've seen the composite sketch. Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't even look human. No, it doesn't. He looks like a, a cartoon character. It's got, like, I've seen, like, all the... Was it four different ones, like, compiled together? Yeah. Yeah. It looks like somebody at the fair... That does the cartoon sketches. Yeah. With the big giant head. The big body. giant head and the yeah. little body. Yeah. Showed up <laughs> at, at the fucking funeral. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly yeah. who showed up. Okay. That, I just wanted to clarify that a cartoon showed up. Exactly. Neat. And this person is in the photo. Yes. I have to find this fucking photo. Because <laughs> I, I thought it looked like Hans. Yeah. Like... A cartoon of Hans, but yes. Hans. For the last 61 years, parents have warned their children to be on their best behavior or they could be the phantom of Lake Bodum murderer's next victim. Most of those involved in the Lake Bodum case have passed, taking what little knowledge of the murders to their graves. The murderer will likely never be brought to justice. The Lake Bodum murders remain to be Finland's most horrifying and longest unsolved crime. Ooh. Well, what do you guys think? I'm going to go with Creepy Man, Hans, or that Kiosk Man. The kiosk man. The kiosk man. There's also reports of Carl throwing rocks at hikers. The children, <laughs> yes. too. Yeah. 
So like he was Billy just Bill- a real prick. Yeah. He, like, why set up a kiosk at a lake where people hike and camp if you hate hikers and campers? Got to make money somehow. I mean, I bartend and I hate people, so. <laughs> what do you do? Throw, throw beer gla- bottles at people? <laughs> she smashes it on the edge of the bar. <laughs> throws it at them. Now give me your money and leave. Just starts glassing patrons. <laughs> Here's a beer. Whack! Did you like my souvenir, my murderous souvenir shop? Yeah, that was Is that, that was what good. he was trying to open? Well, he no, because he was clearly tired? he was burying the murder or sealing up the murder evidence in a well. Missed a market. Yeah, man. exactly. You missed a market. All these people would have been able to hunt for all this stuff for you and then you could have sold it and it would have been amazing. Well, that's like Finland's um, true crime capital. Really? Like people, that's like their spot for true crime tourism. Like tons of people go there. Well, now I want to go. Extreme <laughs> yeah. tourism. Yeah, I, I'm good on going to Finland. It, Why? It sounds it sounds fun, but uh, I saw Midsummer. I'm good. I've never seen Midsummer. Oh, oh my god, you need to great. watch it. Is it a show? No, it's a movie. It's it's, it's fu- fucked up. It's fucked. It's super cool. fucked up. But um, where can I find it? Uh, we saw it on Netflix. No, Amazon. Oh no, yeah, it was on Amazon. Cool people though. Cool. There's a there's a show called Midsummer Murders, isn't it? I think so. Is it like the same? No. Okay. No, no this is like a so there's no murder. I want to watch that movie Lake Bodum, but I think it's in subtitles. Oh, I mean that's so, fine. I yeah. watch movies and shows with the subtitles on, with like the captions on. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that would be kind of cool. But so, who's your vote? I'm thinking that Hans or the was wait he was not the one with the kiosk, right? That no, was, and that was Carl. Hans is the the KGB. Yeah, guy. I'm thinking it was the. I think the fact that he. Uh, was a suspect in several murder cases. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of were like, well, fuck it. We're just not going to approach this. Mm-hmm. I think it was Hans also. That's who I'm going with. I, I don't think Niels uh, could could murder those people. No, I don't think so either. Not after sustaining like that type of he damage. He had a concussion, too, on yeah. top of it. So he was concussed. I wonder why after four. So go ahead. No, I was going to say, I wonder after 40 years, like, why they so hard went after Niels. Just wanting to close the case, put a face to the murders. That's, know, that's what cold go, cases let are. Let it go for 40 years and then try to drive. I mean, you know, the, the pain, and he had to relive that whole I know. Well, he did situation. get some restitution. Oh, did he? Well, that's he? good. Yeah. I would hope the, so. The Finnish government gave him restitution for for that, so. Good. That's crazy. He's probably like, what the fuck? Like, I just watched, I just lived through all of my, my girlfriend and my friends get murdered. Yeah. They go unsolved for 40 years. And then all of a sudden you guys want to say that I am a suspect in this and that this is something that I was capable of doing. Yeah. I want to make a really shitty Oche joke, but Because <laughs> the shoes do fit. Oh, no. So they can't acquit. No, no, I can't. But they did. They did, though. But they did. They put them on like Crocs. Like, no heel on the back of them. Can you oh imagine that? In the f- <laughs> Don't, no, that's Holland where they were clogs. Never mind. I was like, no, they were clogs, not Crocs. But that's I mean, Holland. Both 
not very comfortable or fashionable. No. You wouldn't wear the hell out of some clogs? Uh, I used to have some clogs, not wooden clogs, but like. Oh, man. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I bet you that love was, us. Ugh. Well, that's going to. I guess we're finished with Lake Bodum. Ooh, that was a good yeah. one. I'm going to throw something at you. <laughs> so what have we learned, guys? Stay out of the out of the woods. Yes, stay the fuck out of the woods. Don't go camping. Don't go camping. Yet Don't again, go to a barbecue roadside stand. Yet again, ruining camping. Camping is awful. Don't go did, to amusement parks. I already didn't like camping. Do love that movie though, and all of the falling movie. movies that go with it. Mm-hmm. Except uh, Lake Bodum, there's no mentally challenged boy that the camp counselors let let die. The lake that Camp Crystal Lake was like filmed on, or whatever, mm-hmm. has a Jason Voorhees statue down at the bottom of it. <gasps> that's amazing. I would shit my pants. Oh, that's so good. I actually shit my pants on a really good clear on that. day where like the water is like super calm and clear, and you just look down and just like shit my pants <laughs> wholeheartedly, fully, full, full, full out. <laughs> Fish fuck on that statue. Oh, <laughs> I want desecrate it. Where is where is the lake at? The I don't know. Crystal Lake. Hey, you want to go on a field trip? If, we do have lots of field trips. Land. I would like to go swimming in this lake. And get no, I'm good. I'm good. I don't go in the woods. I don't go camping. I, I've learned. Just don't do it. Okay. Don't do it. I was going to say something awful, but I'm just going to let it go. Yeah, just, <laughs> You just let it go. <laughs> let it go. So, guys, I hope you're enjoying the summer of slaughter. It's coming to an end very soon. But we're starting our series on Charles Manson. You're going to end I'm it with so a bang. Excited. End it with a bang. I mean, Summer of Slaughter, Charles Manson, it's just it's perfect. It's it's one of the one of the top dogs. Well, there you go. That works out perfect for you. You're starting your first episode of Charles Manson with Friday the 13th. Or the third episode 13, sorry. Yeah. That'll be perfect for you. So the Jason Voorhees statue is at the bottom of Lake Pleasant, complete with the ski mask, machete, and chains. Oh, I want it. At least it's not the shitty version of Jason from Jason in Space. Oh, my God. That movie was Robo Jason. Movie was an abomination. (laughs) All right, guys. That's going to wrap it up for us, but let's drop those socials. Make sure you guys are... Downloading the episodes. Yes. Just listening to them doesn't do anything. I mean, it does, but it doesn't. Um, Make sure you guys are following us on Instagram. All the socials. Interact with us. We do get your messages. Um, There have been some good feedback. And if there's anything that after we do our Summer of Slaughter that you guys will be want to, uh, like, investigate, look at, listen to, any of those things, let us know. We have big plans for spooky season. So, in the next three weeks. We're planning. Are we planning spooky season? Yeah. I'm about to be thriving. Uh, I'm, I'm working on the list right now. It's, it's going to be awesome. And we're doing cryptids. I'm so, so excited. For spooky season so this year. I'm so ready. First gonna, spooky season, we're doing monsters. 
I can't wait. Mm. I'm going to have to get a fucking towel just to sit over here. That's her bread and butter. I fucking love cryptids. I know you do. I know. I know you know I do. <laughs> I might make you do Jersey Devil Part 2 just so I can hear it again. <laughs> just so I can hear it again. I just want to hear it I again. I want to relive it. He's one of my favorites. He's on the list. Oh, so, guys, if you listen to us on Apple Podcast, Tell please, us how much you love us. Please, please, leave us some reviews. I would love that. Sam would love that. Christian would love that. Sam would love that. And also let us know what you guys think of the new logo. We're on day, like week two with the new logo. and also, be, yeah, week yeah, two. Yeah, week two. And then also what you think about the intro and everything. And we have some variations of this logo, right? I yes. love our variations. So right now we have the blood spattered logo. For summer slaughter? Yes. But just... for spooky season, it's going to be orange. Ooh, I wish you wouldn't have ruined it. Yeah, yeah. I wish it would have been a surprise and let them guess. Here we are. It's basic bitch season. It's yeah. of course pumpkin orange. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's my pumpkin spice logo. Creeps in the crypt pumpkin you're gonna, spice. You're so happy to, to have pumpkin coffee back. I'm so ready. Are you gonna get them to superimpose like each of us with our little pumpkin spice like coffees in our that, hands? That might be a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I'll be the model. I'll have a pumpkin spice coffee every day until it ends. I'm going to have to uh, order some. Put them in the fridge until we record. Oh, no. Until we record. They won't last. Yeah, they will. No, they won't. Yeah, they will. Just put a lid on them. Like a seal, like a hole. Lid not like the hole in it. Well, I mean, I'm just going to go to Dunkin' at like 9 o'clock. I would like this with no ice. It has to last until this afternoon. No, they're up until Duncan's up until nine. Oh, that's right, they are. Oh my Mm -hmm. God, Texies, Texies in our group chat. Yeah, (laughs) we're making them Duncan run. Pumpkin cream cold brew. Oh my God, I'm gonna be up until like fucking three o'clock in the morning on fucking coffee. (laughs) Same. It's fine. Worth it. Worth it. Yeah, I'm not gonna get him decaf. All right, guys. Well. That's going to wrap it, and we'll see you next week with Charles Manson. My favorite. Fuck yeah. Stay creepy, guys. Bye. Bye.